Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. Today is Tuesday, July 12th. I'm your host, AJ Mistretta, and I'm joined once again today by Partnership Senior Vice President of Research, Patrick Jankowski. In this episode, we're talking about Houston's home buying market, how it's changing, and what that means for our broader economic competitiveness. Patrick, uh, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Jay, it's always good to, to share some insights with you and, and with our listeners. Patrick, I'd like to start off by giving our listeners some historical perspective. How has the market for buying a home in Houston differed from that of other major markets around the country over, say, the last decade or two? Oh, AJ, I can go back even further than that. Uh, there's this organization based in Washington, D.C. that the partnership has supported for a number of years called the Council for, for Community and Economic Research. They actually publish a cost of living index. Uh, they look at the cost of living across all the major urban areas in the U.S. They look at the cost of groceries and utilities and healthcare and housing and various services. And they have, it's a very detailed process where they send researchers out into the field. The partnership actually sends some researchers into the field gathering these prices. All the prices are put into this big model and figured out just how much more expensive is it to live in Houston versus Washington versus New York versus LA. And, and I bring that up because we've been tracking housing prices in this index for the last 50 years. And historically, Houston has always, with one exception, had housing prices well below that of the rest of the nation. Hmm. That's interesting. So we, for the long term, have been very competitive, right? Yeah, we, we've been very competitive on housing prices. Uh, rather than just saying competitive, I'd like to say affordable, except for one brief period in the 80s. To put it in perspective, you have to think back to the 80s, mm. back when the U.S. was going through recession. It had back-to-back recessions, but UCC economy was booming. That was the first big oil boom that we had, and people were flocking here, and we just could not build enough houses to house all the people who wanted to, to live and work in Houston. That lasted for a few years, and then Houston's economy collapsed in the mid-80s, and with it, the housing values, and we got back to having housing prices, which were below the U.S. average and well below the average of the major metros. So we know that it's been easier to buy a home in Houston through the years, but dynamics have changed a bit of late. What exactly is happening? Costs. It's it's, (laughs) it's simple as that. The the cost of labor has gone up. The cost of building materials has gone up. Uh, The land for suitable for development has gone up. Uh, We have some more regulatory hurdles, especially after Hurricane Harvey. And it's just been hard to keep up with the demand and supply and demand has definitely kicked in. And that has seen the, the cost of housing go up. Now, we still remain very affordable compared to the rest of the U.S. But someone who's lived in Houston for 20 or 30 years recognizes the fact that housing is not as affordable today as it was 20 or 30 years ago. I mean, let, let me just, you know, on, on a podcast, it's sometimes hard to, to talk about numbers because they get lost. But to give you some idea what we're seeing is, is housing, the cost of housing in Houston has actually gone up faster than incomes have. If you jump back to 2010, a uh, typical house sold for about $155,000. By the time you got around to 2019, that house sold for $260,000. Hmm. So you're looking for over $100,000 increase, but over that same period of time, incomes only rose by about $15,000. And so it makes it real hard to keep up to, to keep up with the affordability that we've always enjoyed. So certainly costs have gone up, hard costs uh, associated with you know uh, 
building materials, land, and so forth. But another dynamic factor, especially of late, is interest rates. Can you talk to us a little bit about what's happening on the interest rate front? Oh, interest rates have gone up dramatically. Uh, I'm one of those lucky persons. I managed to refinance my house two years ago when I got in at a really low rate. But if you've been trying to buy a house in the last few months, you've seen interest rates go from below 3% to close to 6%. They ticked down just a little bit last week, last week being the the week that included the July 4th holiday, but they're still historically high. And that has added significantly to the price of a home and to the cost of a home. And just general round numbers, if you take the median priced home in Houston and with the way interest rates have gone up and you look at what's going up with houses, at least another $400, if not another $500 to your monthly note. And that's one of the things which is making it more and more difficult for people to afford housing in Houston. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And it's unfortunate for those who didn't get in earlier and who are trying to buy a home now, this is the reality that they're facing, right? Yes. Uh, and it's going to be like that for a while, even if we have that, that dreaded downturn that people talk about. Now, housing prices have gotten so high that even if we had a, a downturn and the downturn cost us or the downturn shaved 10% off the price of a home, that would only bring home prices back to where they were in January this year. Now, if we had a, a, an even bigger downturn and we lost 20% of the value of our housing or the how, typical price of a house dropped by about 20%, that might shave $75,000 off a house, but that would only bring us back to where we were in February of 2021. I mean, if you want to get back to where we were prior to the pandemic, housing values would have to drop by 30% or more. That'd get us back to where we were in February 20. But there's only one time we ever saw housing prices drop 30% or more. That was in that dreaded downturn Houston went through in the 80s. And uh, the U.S. would have to be in a very deep recession for that to happen. And, and, and that is not going to happen. We're not going to go into deep recession. We might have a, some challenges ahead of us, but I'm afraid that uh, elevated housing prices are here to stay. So this is really the new normal then? Yes, it is. What we need to see happen is we need to see interest rates come back down. That's going to take a while. It's going to take softening of the economy. The challenge is the Fed wants to keep on raising them to try to get inflation in check. But also the big issue we need to see is we need to see incomes pick up. We need to see mm. substantial growth in household income. Because if interest rates don't come down, you're going to have to have more withal, wherewithal to buy that house. All right. So before we continue, Patrick, I do want to take a moment to say thank you to our Bayou Business Download sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for helping make today's podcast possible. Learn more about Fifth Third Bank and the services they provide at 53.com. That's the numbers 53.com. So Patrick, how does Houston today fare compared with other major metros in terms of home purchase accessibility? Like how, how are we comparing with our other, our other competitors set? Well, AJ, there's, there's different ways you can measure affordability. One of the ways I like to measure it is simply take the median priced home and you take that, that price and you divide it by the median household income. What that does is pretty much gives you how many years of income does it take to purchase a house in a metropolitan area? You know, the more years it takes to purchase a house, the less affordable it is. Right. If, if you look at some place like, like Los Angeles, it takes 8.6 years of typical income to purchase the typical home in L.A. Hmm. Some place like Miami, it's 5.2 years. Some place like Nashville, which has gotten a really hot market, it takes 4.1 years of income to, to be able to afford the, the median price home. Houston, it's only 3.2 years. Hmm. So we, we definitely fare better. 
than most all the other metropolitan areas. The problem, AJ, is that, that housing prices have grown faster than income. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the podcast. It used to only take 2.6 years of income to, for, to be able to purchase a typical house in Houston. So yes, we're more affordable than most other metros, but we're not as affordable as we once were. So compared against ourselves, uh, we, we've seen significant increases, but so have other major markets, correct? And so we are still relatively competitive, actually pretty competitive when we compare ourselves to other, maybe say the top 20 metros. Oh, definitely. We're, we're much more affordable, but the problem is, is that we're not as affordable. AJ, something we haven't talked about is just the rate at which home prices have increased across the U.S. and how Houston compares to those other metros. If you look at from the, the first quarter of 2021 to the first quarter of 2022, home prices increased on average about 14.3%. Uh, the, the Federal Housing Finance Administration has gone through and looked at increases in home prices across all the major markets. And our 14.3%, while it seems high, we actually rank only 75th in home price appreciation. You go someplace like Tampa, Tampa, their home prices have gone up over 30% in the last wow. five months. They were at number three. Phoenix have gone up 28%. They were at number six. Austin, which we all hear about a lot because they're our, our, our little sister to the left. To the left, I mean to the west. <laughs> ah, 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 I can't believe I said that. <laughs> it's left on a map. I get, we get it. <laughs> Austin, uh, to the west of Houston, the home prices have gone up 26% the last wow. four quarters. And so, yeah, home prices have gone up a lot in Houston, but they haven't gone up as fast as they've gone up elsewhere. And part of that is because the developers in town are still trying to find ways to keep housing affordable. All right. Well, what effect has the tighter home buying market had on the local rental market, Patrick? Uh, we're seeing rents going up, especially we're seeing rents going up in, in the apart market because a lot of people who cannot afford a home are, are staying in apartments. And, and we've seen rents go up, but they're still much more affordable renting a three-bedroom apartment than, than renting a three-bedroom house. Uh, we've seen rents, you know, since the beginning of 2020, jump nearly 20%, but they're jumping 20% from a much lower base. If you, if you look at the average rent for a, a, an apartment in Houston, now this is all classes, all sizes, it, it's only about $1,200, $1,300, or if you're looking to purchase a $350,000 home in Houston, you're going to be paying at least twice that monthly, if not more. Diving a little deeper, when people are forced to stay in rentals longer, what effect does that have on their ability to build equity and create wealth? And can that have a lingering effect on other parts of the economy? Well, well the, the challenge with renting is you're not building any equity. Uh, on the other hand, you're not paying as much for house notes, so maybe you could build up some savings to come up with that 5, 10, or 20% down payment. Uh, the real issue, though, comes back to just income growth, and we're not seeing income grow fast enough to keep up with inflation, or not seeing income grow fast enough to keep up with the appreciation in housing prices. It may force people to remain renters longer. On the other hand, with being a renter, you have a lot more flexibility, and you can move from one part of the region to another. You could definitely move to their better school districts. You might try some time out in the suburbs and then decide you want to move back in into the uh, inner city. So it's not necessarily a negative being a renter. It's just that you're not able to build up the equity. You know, and, and equity, if, if you can get a one of the, the special government finance loans, you don't need quite as much. 5% on a 
$300,000 home is only $15,000. But if you're trying to buy a $400,000 home, you're probably going to need to come up with more than 5%. You might need to come up with 20%. You're looking at $80,000. Mm. And any way you slice it, it, it makes it more difficult for people to be able to afford a home. And after all, is that part of the American dream is being able to afford your own home? Right, right. And as you said, though, I mean, you know, when people aren't putting that money into something and being able to eventually extract it back out, you know, that's that's lost money, right? So they aren't building wealth over the long term. They're not building something that they can pass on, you know, to another generation. So um, it is it, it does become difficult. You know, we, Patrick, we talked a little bit about how, you know, what we might be able to expect from perhaps a, a dip in the economy. We won't say the R word, but, you know, if, if, if things do uh, trend downward, you know, some sort of correction in the housing market. But what does a realistic course correction look like in terms of housing affordability here in Houston in the near future? Do you see some silver lining? Well, what I see happening is just returning to the long-term trend. Long-term trend in Houston is home prices should be appreciating at the rate of 3 to 4% a year. They should be appreciating at maybe 1% or 2% above the inflation rate. So we'll need to get the inflation down. We need to get interest rates down. And that'll make it more affordable. But the thing is, we're not going to see prices of homes collapse back to where they were a year ago or two years ago. They're going to remain elevated. And then it's just that the level of appreciation is going to be at a much slower rate. Uh, the challenge is, is how do you come up with that down payment? And how do you grow your income enough so that you can handle those monthly payments that are already going to be elevated? You know, AJ, we talk about housing and people tend to think of, of housing and they, they like to think of Katy or the Woodlands or Conroe or the Energy Corridor. You know, there are a lot of neighborhoods out there which uh, are nice and affordable. Maybe they're not in the, the master plan communities with all the amenities, but you know, places like Copperfield and certain parts of Sugarland or, or Missouri City or, or Stafford are still really quite affordable and still nice places to live. Uh, you just don't have all the, the, the amenities or, or perhaps the newness that you'd have moving out to the suburbs. So yes, it's an issue of affordability, but also it's a little bit of a, uh, an issue of choice where you choose to live, whether you want to live maybe in a place that is, hasn't gentrified yet, but has lots of other things, if nothing else, a shorter commute to downtown or closer access to the ballparks or the museums or so forth. Yeah. So yeah, affordability is an issue, but there are always ways to get around it. Absolutely. You know, and I'll just quick anecdote for myself. I purchased a home in the third ward area uh, two years ago, and it is much more affordable than other parts of the inner loop. And I'm very close to everything else. So, you know, it is all about perspective and what you're, um, what you're looking for in a home. All right, Patrick, that's it. Thanks for joining me for this conversation today. AJ, it's always a pleasure talking, and I hope we shared some insights that will be useful to our listeners. And that's it for this episode of Bayou Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. There you'll also find links to recent data and news updates and learn how you can get more involved in the work of the partnership to make a difference in Houston. A special thanks again to our sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for helping make this podcast possible. And thanks again to you for listening to Bayou Business Download.